This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life and business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. Hey there, everyone. I am Michael Seip, host of the Energy of Business Moments podcast. Welcome again. And today I'm thrilled to have Christian Banach. He is the owner of a company that he's been running for a few years now, but he's from a broad background on the consulting and, and marketing side. So Christian, Christian is a business development and growth consultancy that helps Agents uh, helps agencies and MarTech companies predictably land six and seven figure opportunities. Now that's a mouthful, but I am not doing the true justice to it. So Christian, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Michael, thank you so much for having me on. Really excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, we're gonna have a great conversation because you got some great stories that people are gonna want to hear. Um, but but more importantly, uh, you've been in a variety of spaces and have pivoted over time, uh, partly out of interest, partly out of seeing opportunities. And I think that's the nature of an entrepreneur is seeing those opportunities. So tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from, why you shifted and, and where you are now and, and what you really like doing about your business today. Yeah, absolutely. So I have always had like an entrepreneurial bone in my body, uh, going way back uh, when I was in you know junior high school, probably even middle school. I was the kid buying and selling baseball cards, bringing candy to school, selling that. So whatever I can get my hands on, uh, I was always involved in that. Uh, eventually, then that grew into uh, neighborhood lawn service, uh, where I would, you know, I, I got my parents to get a trailer and and put a, our lawn equipment on the back of their car and made them drive me around to different neighborhoods and drop me off, and I'd go and cut the lawns. Uh, and then I had this idea actually in, in high school at the time, you know, we were going to these teen, you know, juice bars, myself and my friends. And, uh, we just, the, the music that they were playing at these juice bars, this wasn't, uh, the type of music that we liked. And there was, we're, I'm from Chicago and there was the whole Chicago house music movement happening. So we decided, you know what, this is a great concept, but the music sucks. Um, so what can we do about it? So, uh, I went out and actually rented a banquet hall. And we, I got a bunch of my friends together. We booked the DJs that we liked and uh, we went out and we started promoting it to all different high schools and colleges and every, anywhere that we, we could find. And the result of that was uh, we had over a thousand people show up at this uh, banquet hall and a business was born. I, I didn't necessarily set out, set out to throw a party, but it ended up turning into a business because I ended up going away to college and said, hey, I, I made some money doing that last event. Why don't I do another one? Uh, so I, that's how I essentially paid my way through uh, college was through these events. Um, and at the time, again, these were banquet halls and, you know, kind of small, you know, venues. I wasn't even 21 at the time. I couldn't even legally drink. Um, but after I got out of college, I got a job as a marketing coordinator and uh, was still doing these events uh, and decided, you know what, I'm having more fun, making more money doing these events. What if I focused on that? So I quit that, you know, job, that corporate job I had. And went all in on the events and uh, that business ended up growing into a full-scale concert promotions business uh, where we had went on to work with you know, artists like Lady Gaga and Pitbull, 
Um, and then that actually ended up morphing into an experiential marketing agency where we were not only doing our own events for these, these different artists, but we were also being approached by brands like Allstate and Toyota, uh, and we would actually produce experiential marketing activations for them. And, uh, and that's really was my first business that I had that had gone on for, you know, over, over 15 years and was quite successful, uh, for a long time. Cool. That's a great, great capture of the entrepreneurial spirit. And, uh, you found something you like doing and it stuck and got, got going pretty well. But now I will tell you this, some of our audience does not know what experiential marketing is. So would you share a little bit about what that is and, and what, what was so unique about it? Yeah, so experiential marketing, uh, it can take a lot of different forms. It could be as simple as if you've ever been to maybe uh, an event uh, and you walk outside and they're handing out samples of uh, a product for you to try. So that on a very basic level, you're experiencing the product. Uh, and then on a maybe a larger type of thing, sometimes brands will create a whole experience. Uh, so you might uh, you know, go to a, a venue of some sort and the brand completely transforms this, you know, warehouse into some sort of immersive experience where, you know, you, you know, walk in and you might participate in different types of activities. Um, and the whole idea is for them to get you to experience their brand, uh, in some way, shape or form. So there's a lot of different ways that it can come to life, but, uh, but that's at its core kind of what experiential marketing is. And, uh, it's, it's, I've always had a really a soft spot for experiential because it's I think it's a lot of fun uh, to produce and promote and and be involved in, but it's also really great for the consumer uh, to be able to experience uh, a brand versus seeing this like a television ad or a social media ad, which uh, you know isn't obviously nearly as engaging. Yeah, a great great uh, way to introduce that and and show us how that that works and. Um... So that that brought you to to that side, but now you 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 have your own firm doing something a little differently. What what is that, and and how are you serving the market? Yeah, so these days um, I am still involved in marketing, uh, but in a different capacity. So now I am a uh, what we do is we are a consultant, uh, as you had mentioned earlier, that works with advertising agencies, martech type companies, and we help them get new clients and grow. Uh, and we do that through. Uh, either demand creation, so doing sort of like ads and different awareness type campaigns that we can do to, you know, get these different agencies on the radar of the types of companies that they most want to work with. And then on the other side, what we'll then do is once we kind of build some awareness up, we will directly engage with those uh chief marketing officers, vice presidents of marketing, uh, with the purpose of trying to schedule a meeting with them to uh, allow our agency client to um, have an opportunity to speak to them and share the types of services that they offer and uh, their point of view on you know whatever seems to be happening in the industry at any given time. Um, and obviously the goal then is to, um, is to grow their business. Uh, so what we find is a lot of agencies in particular might have grown through more of a word of mouth and referrals uh, type of thing, but they end up getting to the point where that's no longer good enough. Uh, and they really need to um, have something more systematized, uh, more predictable, uh, and they don't have that. So they need a group like myself that can come in um, with my team and either kind of consult with them on how they can build this function internally or in many cases, we do it for them and we become an extension, you know, of their team. 
Great. Well, thanks for explaining that. And that sounds like a really interesting service you provide. And, and obviously, like you said, there's that inconsistency with referrals or con connections. And so having something that's predictable makes a lot of sense across many industries, but this one in particular makes, makes great sense. So, uh, you know, when, when we talk to business owners, there's often there's cha those challenges that they face. And so regardless of how long you've been in the business, whether it's six weeks, six years, you know, six decades, it doesn't really matter. The, 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 the uh, challenges come and sometimes they're, they're big ones. So when we've had the challenge in business, we tend to be set back some, and even on a personal level, we can be set back as for the business owner, right? So uh, how about if you could, Christian, share with us a story uh, from your experience where it was sort of a, one of those energetic lows where like the, the, the impact just really kind of set you back emotionally. Yeah, well, I had explained a little bit about my, my first business, which was the concert promotions and experiential marketing. And things went, were going great for a long time. Uh, I think it was about 15 years um, that business was going. Uh, and then the 2008 recession hit and things dried up on both sides, um, whether it be the concerts or on the uh, experiential marketing. And like a lot of the clients that I work with today, um, I did not have a sales process in place. Uh, it was word of mouth. It was referrals. And I was in a, in a tough spot. Uh, and so I ended up uh, going out and hiring a sales consultant uh, who came in and, and started to help me work through what those processes you know, should be and really opened me up to the world of business development, which I ended up leveraging to uh, you know, fuel kind of a second chapter of my, my life. But um, while the recession is happening, you know, there was just a lot, you know, moving on. I had broken my, uh, my leg and my foot, uh, or my ankle, I should say, uh, I had, my daughter was born at this given time. So there was just a lot, you know, going on. And, and to be honest, like I was in a, in a pretty dark place, uh, at that, at that point in time. And, uh, I wasn't sure what I should do, you know, with my life. I, I had only ever really known this concert promotions business uh, out of high school. Uh, as I mentioned, I had, I had started this, uh, worked briefly at another company, uh, and it, it became apparent that uh, it was time for me to, to make a change. And as much as I wanted to still continue being an entrepreneur, I felt like the timing for me was right to, to pivot into another area. And working with that sales consultant, again, really opened me up to the world of business development. So I felt for me, the right move at that time would be to close my business. And uh, the area that I was most energized by was that business development and sales side. So I moved on then to you know work at uh, an advertising and marketing agency, doing business development for them, uh, and really loved it and, and really found that I was really good at, especially the hunting side of the business. Everybody always talks about the clothes and the pitch and all of that. And it's fun. I, I enjoy that. But the hunting was really something I gravitated to. And, and it's an area that not a lot of people do gravitate to. So I've, I really took and ran with that and developed that as my, as my superpower. Uh, and I ended up moving on for about 10 years, uh, working in other agencies, but in the back of my mind, like I always do that I wanted to do something on my own again, but I wasn't really sure what, when, or how. Uh, and uh, then the pandemic, you know, happened in, uh, in what was it, 2020? Um, starting to lose track of that now. Uh, and, uh, and I felt like deja vu all over again to where we were at with the recession. 
the difference here was I wasn't in that same dark place. Uh, and I felt like I, just like I brought a sales consultant to help me uh, 10 years prior, I felt like I could give back to other agencies and other people in the space. So I ended up leaving um, my corporate job uh, at the agency and starting um, my business that I have here today, uh, really with the purpose of taking all those learnings that I had along the way and being able to help others. Cool. I love that story, and especially the part about the, the pivoting during that dark time. It, you know, when people get to that dark moment and they're like, do I keep my business going? You know, I, I've had a guy on the show, he talked about, hey, he had a bunch of employees and he felt obligated to, to care for them. And so he ended up going into major debt to keep them on payroll. And then, you know, it ended up having to call uncle on it. And, um, and so everybody has some of these, these low moments. And, and so, you know, the pivot, the change where you were led to go, uh, sounds like it was something right up your alley, the, the hunter piece of finding things. And that, that really resonated with you. What regret, if any, do you have in the choice that you made? Um, I think the only regret that I have is maybe not pivoting sooner. I think the writing was probably on the wall um, earlier than, than I made the move. And uh, because I waited a little longer, it made that transition and that pivot a little bit harder and, and take a little bit longer. Um, but then again, you know, I learned a lot during that time frame that I think I learned today. So while, yes, it may have made things easier um, in some ways at the time, I think I also learned so much that I'm able to apply those today. So I don't know if I would call it a regret, but, um, you know, I, I, I do think that sometimes like we got to trust our gut maybe a little bit more. And I was holding on to something that, uh, you know, it was pretty clear, you know, it was time to make a change. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when we're, what I'm hearing you talk about a little bit there is that attachment, right? So this is a business you'd had for a while. And so emotionally we might get attached, whether it's, you know, caring for the business, caring for the employees, caring for our customers. And so there's that, that tendency to leave and hang on to that for a little longer than we want to, even though, like you said, the writing was on the wall or the instinct was there to, to change, but in the process. So even though that happened, regardless, you still grew and we're able to learn a few more things and then take that and apply that later. So I, I really think what you had there was a really good case study and talked a little bit about the energy behind that. So uh, thanks for sharing that piece. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so on the flip side, how about we talk uh, maybe about a, a high that, that you get from, from doing your business? Yeah, well, I think every day is, you know, in the life of an entrepreneur, you know, there are highs and, and there are lows. and you know, one thing that I've tried to, you know, tape, uh, bring into my mentality is, you know, don't let the highs get you too high and don't let the lows, you know, get you too low. Uh, every day is a new day. But, you know, looking at, looking back, you know, over the last couple of years at this business and, and what uh, were some of the, the highlights, uh, you know, I would say, you know, uh, at the beginning, you know, one of the biggest highlights was, because I'll be honest, when I first started, how I started this, um, it was a little bit by accident. Um, and, and I think, you know, that we need to keep our eyes open and, and opportunities open because you don't really know, you know, what the universe has in store, you know, for you. Uh, but originally, the, the, the way this business started is I was working at that agency, like I had mentioned, um, I was originally starting to just write a book uh, about how to do this hunting. And that's what, what it was originally. And I was going to just publish the book and, and all of that. The pandemic hit. And everything shifted to e-learning. And I'm thinking now, 
hmm, why would I write a book for sell it for 20 bucks when I can turn this into a course, the same content, but just recorded in video and charge, you know, 10, 10 times or more, you know, for the same type of content. So I started to actually record, um, you know, the, the video series for this. And the intention then was when I shifted to the, to the business was for this to be more of an online type course business. Um, but along the way, um, while I was doing this, I got approached actually by an old client from uh, years ago, and they weren't interested in the course. They were interested in me actually doing the services, you know, for them that, that would be in the course. I really didn't know if that's what I wanted to do. Um, what they were willing to pay me was not going to be enough for me to like quit my job or anything, um, you know, but it was something. So what ended up, what I ended up starting to think about is, hmm, all right, how can I make this, you know, um, how can I make this work? And I was working at that advertising agency doing business development for them. And I had an idea, like, what if I was to go to that agency and say, hey, instead of us, me being an employee of the agency, what if I were to become, you to become a client of mine and I start this business? And it was a big risk because I could ask them that and then they might turn around and say, well, wow, you're starting thinking about starting a business, um, you know, and they might let me go and I'm out completely. Um, so I gathered up the courage and this is again during the pandemic. So it's a scary time, uh, gathered up the courage and spoke to them about it. And they were very supportive of it. Um, they said, yes, we'll be your first client. And on top of that, they have a sister agency and we were able to get the sister agency to get involved as well. So I went from having no clients to having the one that knew me from before to these two having three clients. And I had enough at that point where I felt comfortable even during the pandemic that I could quit and start the business. So um, to me, that was like one of the biggest highlights. And the fact that uh, the client or the agency that I was working with at the time felt you know, enough about me uh, that they were willing to uh, support me you know, in, in what I wanted to do next with my career you know, really was a great way to, you know, get this business started and gave me the confidence that even during it in the pandemic that I was willing to make this move. Wow. Great story. I love that. There's so many good components in there that are, I think, worth highlighting. You know, one is that, that sort of uh, feedback, if you will, that what you provide, the knowledge and experience you provide is valuable. And somebody was willing to pay you for that in a way that you hadn't thought of before. And specifically about the way you hadn't thought of before, you said like, hey, you know, you thought about like, hey, is this an opportunity? You know, you weren't sure, but you thought you know, about the opportunity. And in, in my work with uh, talking about the different energy levels we have that we fluctuate throughout the day, one of the energy levels, it's, it's sort of the collaborative energy level. One of the aspects of co that collaboration is the uh, perspective of, hey, there's got to be an opportunity. And how can we make an opportunity out of out of out of this, where, where are they and how can I use that? And so that's a different energy level than it, than like the, the fighting it or trying to find that client or something like that, where it's, it's just a, a different vibe, right? So, so uh, that, that aspect of it is also really important because if you don't have that higher emotional state of looking for opportunity, you're not gonna see those opportunities, right? And, uh, and so that's very valuable to bring from a CEO perspective for sure when you're running a business. Well, good. Well, I love that. So, um, when we when we're working with with when you're working with with uh, clients, how do you try to um, instill not just your like your expertise, but actually something that um, is sustainable for them? 
Yeah, I would say, you know, a lot of it boils down to, I think, the culture that we've tried to build, you know, into the organization. Uh, and, you know, it could be everything from, you know, the type of people that we hire and their energy levels and their, you know, points of view um, and how they approach and, and handle themselves uh, down to, you know, very tactical levels and, you know, how reports need to look and the professionalism and when they're delivered and do what you say, you know, and all the values basically of the company, you know, on the highest level strategically down to the tactical level. Um, and I think, you know, by bringing that, you know, day in and day out through our people, our process, you know, and, and any technologies that we're using, um, I think, you know, it just sort of like almost osmosis, you know, transfers over, you know, to the client and they could feel that type of, you know, energy, you know, coming out of us uh, and uh, and know what they're going to get, you know, when they work with us. And, and I think, you know, by that energy coming from us, it just happens to, you know, rub off on them as well. Yeah. Yeah, there is that transference there, and that, that's a great way of, of talking about it, whether it's osmosis or just picking it up from the other person. And, and no kidding, you know, when you when you set that climate, that uh, environment, uh, coming in as an outsider sometimes, that is so crucial. Um, and, and obviously reading your audience, too. All right, well, good. Well, uh, Christian, this has been very uh, enlightening. How about uh, if you could talk to anybody, like a mentor, somebody, uh, deceased or living, Anybody you could talk to, who would that be and why would that be? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to answer this a little bit differently, I think. Um, I'm not sure that there's one individual that, you know, is sort of my mentor, hero, you know, type of a role. Um, you know, I've I've talked about this before. Uh, I have sort of my own board of directors, um, but I don't know any of them. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I really... Uh, love biographies i love uh, documentaries and there are you know several individuals that um that i've really kind of gravitated to um and what i sometimes do when i'm challenged with a problem is i've gotten to know these people at least a little bit through the books and the documentaries that i've read um but i ask myself you know what would this person do in this situation how would they you know respond how do i think that they would respond um and then I, I like this to be a diverse group of people. Um, and then how would this other person respond? And I found that to be a, you know, a really interesting exercise to give me a few different perspectives from, you know, top business leaders that honestly, I, yes, I've never met them, you know, before, uh, you know, but you, I think you can start to get a feel for some of these people and, and what they would do. And, and, uh, and I found that to be, you know, a valuable uh, tool, uh, you know, this sort of, a, you know, board of directors type of concept. Yeah, wow, that's a really different perspective, but so uh, valuable. Because if you start thinking about, hey, I've read their biography, I know how they think. Like I, I, it was very clear, um, especially autobiographies. You know, you if you know their mindset and how they think, then you could do exactly what you said. Where you can go, like, hey, if they were in this problem, what would they do? And you can get a pretty good sense for what they would do, and then. The, the flip side to that is, is okay, but if I took this other person, they'd have a different perspective. What would they do? You know, mm -hmm. and then if between all of them, you start getting the perspective, like they'd all do the same thing, you could probably feel pretty good about your, your choices and your decision making. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really interesting exercise. So, 
Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for sharing. Well, hey, Christian, uh, have greatly enjoyed having you on the show. And I would love for our audience to be able to connect with you if they'd like to. So uh, how can they reach you? Uh, best ways to, to go about reaching you? Yeah, uh, the best spot would be uh, my website. So it's christianbanach.com. That's B-A-N-A-C-H.com. Uh, on there, a couple things that uh, if you're interested in learning more about some of the sales processes and things that we do, uh, there's a free masterclass that we offer that anybody can register for. Um, I also write a weekly newsletter. We call it the Monday Motivation Newsletter. Uh, so you can uh, sign up for free there as well. Every Monday, get a little personal story um, as well as some other marketing tips and, and sales tips. Um, so that would be one spot. If you want to connect with me more on a personal level, I'm on LinkedIn, Christian Banach there. Um, feel free to shoot me a note. I check all my messages and love to hear from listeners of these podcasts. Cool. Very good. Well, Christian, I've uh, greatly have enjoyed having you on the show. You've got some great wisdom and some stories there and uh, just right for our audience. So thanks again for being on the show and take the time out today to be with us. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Seip. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.